الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما اتاكم الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا صدق الله العظيم سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا انك انت العليم الحكيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي ادري شيء بالله اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد النبي الذي ولا اله الا هو السميع respected brothers respected elders mothers and sisters listening at home like how shirk with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to ascribe partners to him to associate partners to him is a sin that is considered to be of the highest degree allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the quran inna shirka la zulmun azim shirk is the highest form of transgression shirk se barkar koi aur zulm nahi nothing less than that is the sin of disrespecting hazrat nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam to the slightest nothing less than shirk billah is the sin of belittling or insulting or disparaging the status of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given great honor to hazrat nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam no one in the creation of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala holds that status which allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given him just in surah ahzab one exclusive honor and title is that allah himself with the angels sends blessings to hazrat nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam allah is the creator but allah is sending blessings with the angels to huzur alaihi salatu wasallam the most famous ayat of the quran inna allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala an-nabi ya ayyuhalladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima o believers if allah sends his blessings and the angels send his blessings to rasulullah then you also as believers send blessings and greetings in the most complete form to huzur alayhi salatu wassalam this is the status and immediately in the very next ayah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns those muslims or non-muslims who intentionally or unintentionally insult or disrespect hazrat nabi kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam innal ladina yu'zuna allah wa rasulahu la'anahum allah fi dunya wal akhirah 
verily for those who cause grief and annoy or harm or disrespect who annoy Allah and his messenger or disrespect him to the slightest then Allah says then on that person Muslim or non-Muslim is the la'nat, is the curse of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in dunya and in the akhirah Allah has prepared for him a humiliating punishment asa azab jismay ruswaihi ruswaihi dunya mein bhi ruswa akhirat mein bhi ruswa kya mila salman rashdi ko kuch mila what is life for him? Nothing. That is why the status of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the most delicate issue in Islam and in the rules and regulations of Sharia. The most delicate. When it comes to Huzur alayhi salatu wa salam, the fuqaha are extremely careful. The muhaddisina are extremely careful. The mufassirin are extremely careful for they know that great honor that Allah has given him. When someone becomes a murtad, irtadda yartaddu. Murtad means to the act of apostasy, to abandon your religion. Apne mazhab se nikal jana, to abandon your religion. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Baqarah وَمَنْ يَرْتَدِدْ مِنْكُمْ عَنْ دِينِهِ فَيَمُتْ وَهُوَ كَافِرٌ Anyone who abandons his religion becomes a murtad فَيَمُتْ وَهُوَ كَافِرٌ And he dies in the condition of being an infidel And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will Annul all his deeds, annul it. It will become void. Sara ka sara amal. Good or bad, whatever he has done, fit dunya wal akhirah, in this dunya and in the hereafter, everything is gone, dissolved. That is why the fuqaha say that if someone becomes a murtad, according to, of course, the, the different schools of thought, three days will be given to him to repent. And if he has any misunderstanding or suspicion with regards to the laws of Sharia, then a mufti or a qazi will sit with him, explaining to him, and will try to remove from his heart that misunderstanding. And if it, alhamdulillah, works and he repents, then he will have to again renew his shahada but if he becomes a murtad then his nikah breaks and even if he has performed hajj that hajj will become invalid and now after renewing his shahada if he has the money then he will have to go and perform the hajj again because of being murtad everything breaks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saves us. And in another surah, ayat of the Quran, 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala specifically talks about the believers. Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu, or believers, man yartadda minkum an deeni. And any one of you who leaves his religion, abandons his religion, murtad ho jaye, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the independent one. If Ronnie or Sullivan becomes a Muslim or he does not become a Muslim, he will not put glitters to this beautiful religion and put stars on it. Or any of these celebrities become a Muslim, they become Muslim so that they will benefit from Islam, not that Islam will benefit from them. There is no one greater than Hazrat Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam. There is no one that can match Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam. There is no celebrity that can match Abu Bakr Siddiq. There is no celebrity that can match Umar Farooq. We have everyone. That is it. Everything is closed. Yes, alhamdulillah, no doubt that as Muslims we express our joy that we have another individual who has embraced Islam. But Allah is the independent one. Allah who summoned. Allah is so independent that in one of the hadiths of Qudsi, Wasallam says that Allah says, Ya ibadi, O my servants, لَوْ أَنَّ أَوَّلَكُمْ وَآخِرَكُمْ وَإِنْسَكُمْ وَجِنَّكُمْ If the first of you and the last of you, the jinns and the human beings, all of you, كَانُوا عَلَىٰ أَتْقَى قَلْبِ رَجُلٍ وَاحِدٍ مِّنْكُمْ If you were to take the image of the most pious individual, سَبْسِ زِيَادَ مُتَّقِي All of you become 100% مُتَّقِي a clean sheet, no guna, muttaqi, 100% jinns, ins, from the time of Adam alayhi salam, all of you occupy, subhanallah, the space of this dunya, this earth, and stand and worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ma zada zalika fi mulkihi shay'a, that will not increase the honor and the status and the maqam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the least. Allah is independent, Allah is who Allah is, laysa kamislihi shaykh. If all of you become muttaqeen, subhanallah, that will not increase in any way the position of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the, in the hadith of Qudsi, لَوْ أَنَّ أَوَّلَكُمْ وَآخِرَكُمْ وَإِنْسَكُمْ وَجِنَّكُمْ First of you, the last of you, ins and jinn, all of you. Kanu ala abjari qalbi rajulin wahidin minkum. You take the image of the most evil one amongst you. Sabse battarin insan. Jo zehen me aye. Abu Lahab ho, Fir'aun ho, Abu Jahal ho. The most evil. All of you become evil. All of you. Manaka sazalika min mulkihi shay'a. That will not decrease the position of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in any way. He is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanallah. The independent one. Allah has created us. In the same hadith, Huzur alayhi salatu was salam has said, Allah has said that if all of you were to stand together and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, فَسَأَلُونِي Ask me, make dua, whatever you want. فَأَعْطَى كُلَّ إِنسَانٍ مَسْأَلَتَهُ And I give all the humans and all the jinns for whatever they have asked me. 
the dua is accepted, everything is given to them, then that will not take away anything from my treasure, except equivalent to that needle which is dipped into the ocean and it is stained by some drops. And that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we worship. I asked someone yesterday in Wuzukhana and mashallah he, he had a very big beard. I said to him, what is Iman? What is Iman? What is Iman? Iman what is Iman? He said to me, to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I said, MashaAllah. That is Iman also. Yes, to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Abi Lubaba radiallahu ta'ala and is the narrator. He says, Sa'alahu, Arrajulu sa'ala nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that a man questioned Huzul alayhi salatu wa salam. He says, Ya Rasulullah, mal Iman, what is Iman? <coughs> and for our brothers who go in tabligh, Alhamdulillah, who, who talk about Iman and Yaqeen. Huzur alayhi salatu was posed with this question. Mal Iman, <coughs> the most beautiful answer Huzur alayhi salatu was gave. He says, what is Iman? Iza farratka hasanatuk. That when you do or commit yourself to a good deed, tumne koi neki ki, hasanatuk, so you feel good inside. Neki karne ke baad, insaan ko to khushi hoti hai. Alhamdulillah, I prayed Quran. Alhamdulillah, I have performed Fajr. Alhamdulillah, I have performed Isha. Alhamdulillah, I have given charity. So, sarratka, iza sarratka hasanatuk. So, when you do something good, you feel it. You are happy. You are content. Allah has given me the tawfiq. Alhamdulillah, I have carried out this. And Aaf sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, وَإِذَا سَاءَتْكَ سَيِّئَتُكَ And if you have done something wrong, a guna, a sin, then subhanallah, you are distressed, you are not satisfied, you are not comfortable, you are in pain, you are in agony. 24 hours you have this in your mind that Allahu Akbar, I have committed a sin, I have committed a sin, I have committed a sin. Continuously repenting, continuously repenting. Absalallahu has said, this is Iman. But when he does something good, he is happy. And the, the power of a good deed is that that good deed will pull him to another good deed. And the evil act will pull him to another evil act. So it is a chain that you tangle yourself into. That is why it is very very important that the, the minute you do any guna, you repent straight away to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu tubu ilallahi tawbatan nasuha. In the hadith huzur alayhi salatu was salam has said that وَأَنْ يَكْرَهَ الْكُفْرَ That you dislike kufr, going into kufr, كَمَا يَكْرَهُ أَنْ يُكْذَفَ فِي النَّارِ أو كَمَا قَالَ لَهِ سَلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامِ Like how one dislikes to go into fire. Nobody wants to throw himself into the fire. 
That is the example that you dislike kufr, anything that is against the sharia, anything that is against the Qur'an and the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, you turn your back to it. That is iman and that is Islam. Going back to the sin of murtad. So anyone who becomes a murtad, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will annul everything. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here in the next ayat, which that is why I, I, I went into the different explanation. Allah says that if anybody becomes murtad, then his irtidad, his apostasy will not damage the strength of Islam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will replace him with another community, another group of people who will become Muslims and strong Muslims. Subhanallah. Azillatin ala al-mu'minina izzatin ala al-kafirin. Who will be, who will show sympathy to believers and will be stern towards the kuffar. Yujahiduna fi sabirillah. And they will strive in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is why some of the Muslims, my respected brothers, when they become Muslim, and I know one or two, subhanallah, the level of Iman is so strong that they can put those Muslims to shame who were born in Muslim families. That is how strong they become. Strong they become. And if you have been to Spain, just as you go out of Portugal, near the border, Portugal and Spain is not very far, Madrid is not very far, uh, there is a whole village there of Spanish Muslims. And these are local Spanish people who have embraced Islam and they live a simple life. And when you go there, it's like a little Islamic empire. All families, they intermarry and they are well connected with each other. It's a big family. Every single woman, Spanish woman, is in full hijab. In Spain, every single Spanish woman is in full hijab. And every single male there has a beard and wears an amama. MashaAllah, Allah has given them that beauty because in their blood, they have Arab blood that is flowing. So when you look at them, you feel that they are half Europeans with an Arabic blend inside them. And MashaAllah, with beards, they have their very little masjid there. They have their own imam, their own muazzin. And when the tablighi jamaat goes everywhere to visit the different localities, they always stop there and greet them and they meet them and mashaAllah. Subhanallah. In Spain, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives hidayat, my respected brothers, there is no one to take that hidayat away. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us firm on this deen, deen of Islam, especially our youth, young generation that is growing up. The same condition that Allah has mentioned in the Quran with regards to someone who becomes a murtad, 
Obviously for him in an Islamic country, Islamic Sharia, the court of Sharia, it is capital punishment according to the majority of the scholars. When you become a murtad, you are executed instantly, beheaded, katal kar That is of course not in England, in an Islamic empire. Don't ask me where we have this full implementation of Sharia, Allah knows best. But that same condition is also with regards to the sanctity, the respect of Huzur alayhi salatu was salam. Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu la tarfa'u aswatakum fawqa sawtin nabi. Allah says don't even raise your voice in front of Rasulullah like how you talk amongst each other, like how you talk. Some people have this loud voice. And when they are speaking, it is as if they are shouting. So Allah is saying in the Quran, don't even speak, don't have that attitude with Huzur alayhi salatu was salam. a'malukum, otherwise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will annihilate all your deeds. The same as the one who becomes a murtad, his a'mal become haqt. So when you disrespect Huzur alayhi salatu was salam, your a'mal become haqt. In fact, when someone becomes a murtad, who uh, this act of apostasy time is given to him three days or a period of time according to that qazi and if he repents then his repentance is accepted and shahada and everything will become a muslim but for anyone who insults huzur alayhi salatu was salam then again straight away capital punishment is for him that is why imam malik rahmatullah alayhi issued a fatwa against that person who said that the cloak of Huzur alayhi salatu was salam is dirty. Kya kaha? Itni si baat ki aap sallallahu alayhi wasallam ke kapre mubarak gande hai. That the clothes, the garment that Huzur alayhi salatu was salam is wearing, that is dirty with this intention to humiliate him. Imam Malik rahmatullah alayhi gave a fatwa that he should be executed. The honor of Huzur alayhi salatu was salam, the respect is the most sensitive part in Islam. Extremely sensitive. That is why there are two parts of the kalima, La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah. You respect La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, Jannah is given to you. You disrespect Allah and you disrespect Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and that is it, that is the end. Abu al-Hassan al-Qabisi once issued a fatwa against that man who said about Huzur alayhi salatu wa salam al-Iyazu billah just to explain to you he said that who is he? He is just an orphan. What did he say? Who is he? He is just an orphan the son of a porter. The son of a porter. This is what he said. And Abu al-Hasan al-Qabisi rahmatullah alayhi was there. He issued a fatwa straight away that this man has to be executed. He has disrespected Huzur alayhi salam. Kaseh, kaseh, masail. And when you look at the fiqh of Imam Malik rahmatullah alayhi, when you look at the fiqh of Hanabila and Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullah alayhi, these are incredible masail 
incredible masail with regards to irtidal and with regards to the sanctity of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Abu Muhammad rahmatullah alayhi once as he was walking there was a group of people and he had this habit of insulting Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and he was saying that there was a man walking in front of him who was slightly insane and he, he was dressed up in a in a very scruffy way, the beard was scruffy, the face was dirty, and his clothes were not clean. And he says, Look, who was asking me who Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam looks like? Al Billah. And he said, Look, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam looked like that person. And Abu Muhammad, Shaykh Abu Muhammad again got him straight away and he was beheaded. Subhanallah. When it comes to the honor of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, there is no messing. Islam is not a joke. Islam is not a joke. Islam is not a joke. Islam is serious. Islam is about entry to Jannah, saving yourself from Jahannam. That is why Abu sallallahu alayhi wasallam once said to addressing the people, the companions that were around him, he said that who will deal with Ka'b ibn Ashraf, the Jew, a rich Jew. Who will deal with Ka'b ibn Ashraf? <coughs> Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam said, he has caused harm to Allah and his messenger. To Allah and his? Who can cause harm to Allah? As in the deen of Islam, he has caused harm to Allah and his messenger. One sahabi of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam stood up and he said, Ya Rasulullah, I take that responsibility. And eventually he was executed. Ka'b ibn Ashraf was killed. Rabbi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, subhanallah, did not say anything to that. Why? Because it is capital punishment for anyone who even disrespects, dishonors, humiliates, disparages, reviles. The, the honor of Huzur alayhi salatu wasallam khatam ho gayi baad. Log darte the. In Yemen, a lady was of this habit that she would disrespect Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam and these are not Muslims or if they were Muslims they were hypocrites and one of the Amirs of Yemen what he did is that he amputated the, the hands and Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq at that time was informed Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq and it is Hazrat Abu Bakr's fatwa that all the mazahibs are based on school of thought and he said to the Amir of Yemen he says no cutting of the hands is for someone who steals if I was in your position now that you have cut off the hands it is finished hadhoge but in reality anyone male or female who disrespects huzur alayhi salatu wasalam it is capital punishment for them Allah and so many examples one sahabi came to huzur alayhi salatu wasalam and he says ya rasulullah I have a confession to make he says what he says, Ya Rasulullah, my father had this habit that he would always insult you. I warned him many times. But this, I can't take. You disrespecting Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam, my ears can't hear that. I warned him many times. But he would not take heed, would not listen. And today I killed him. Betene baap ko. And Abu sallallahu alayhi wasallam stayed quiet to that, did not show any signs of distress. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam stayed quiet. These are the laws. 
of Islam, obviously in an Islamic country, my respected brothers. That is why the famous story of Abu Bakr Siddiq when his son was in the battlefield and he said to his father Abu Bakr Siddiq that you were in the line of the companions and I was in the line of the kuffar, I saw you, my blade was very close to you, if I wanted I could have killed you. But because you are my father, that love that a child has with his father saves you from this act of killing. Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala and said to him, he said that my son you are lucky that I did not see you. My son you are lucky that I did not see you. Kaisa iman tha Allah's love was infinite for them. Finish, everything stops there. He says, Abu Bakr Siddiq says, Wallahi al-Azim, my son, if I saw you, I would have made sure that I would have killed you first with my hands to prove Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah, I love you and your messenger more than my children, more than my family member, more than anything. Anyone who is against Allah and his messenger is nothing to me. Subhanallah this is just an introduction my respected brothers to put forward so we understand the level, the degree of the honor that we must show and expose when it comes to respecting Huzur alayhi salatu wassalam and just to continue from where we left off in the last session if brothers remember Sultan Nuruddin saw a dream that Abu sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to him that anjidni min hadain these two red skinned people are here with this evil intention nuruddin save me and he woke up and he did wuzu again performed tahajjud went to sleep again the same dream repeated twice woke up again performed wuzu and performed salat and for the third time then he became restless he said, no, here Abu sallallahu alayhi wasallam is saying something to me. And he called his wazir whose name was Jamaluddin al-Musili. Jamaluddin al-Musili again was a great alim. He interpreted the dream and he said the meaning of the dream is that we go immediately to Madinatul Munawwara now. And with a group of people, approximately Ishreen and Afaran, 20 men, and Sultan, the king, took with him a lot of money, a lot of valuables, a lot of money. And it took him approximately 16 days to get to Madinatul Munawwara. The journey started in the night. Sola din, 16 days to get there. When he got to the outskirts of Madinatul Munawwara, it says, فَاغْتَسَلَ خَارِجَهَا وَدَخَلَ فَصَلَّى بِالرَّوْزَ وَزَارَ He said, just on the outskirts of Madinatul Munawwara, he made ghusl, he put on his new clothes, he put on his itar, he came into the masjid of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, performed rak'atain in the roza, and then he gave salatu wa salam to Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, summa jalasa la yadri maza yasna'u, and he sat in front of the roza, and he did not know what to do. He saw the dream that the roza, again it is sealed, what do I do? What is the meaning of this dream? And it is nice if you are in the company of pious people. It is nice if you are in the company of 
intellectual people, wise, men who are wise, who have knowledge, who have hikmat with them. Jamaluddin was there and he stood up in Masjid Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam and he made an alarm. He says, he said that the king is here in the Sultana Kasada Ziyarat al Nabi. That the king, the Sultan, is here with the intention to make Ziyarat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And he has with him a lot of wealth, a lot of money. He wants to distribute his wealth to every single one in Madinatul Munawwara. So all of you, one by one, come and greet Sultan Nuruddin. He was a very pious man. And one by one, everyone came to Sultan. And Sultan would greet him and Jamaluddin would give them some money. And Sultan would look at the face. Is it that face that resembles in the dream? Huh? Is it that face? And he says, Acha. And he would look at Jamaluddin and he says, Jaw. Another one would come and says, give him the money, he goes, go. Give him the money and go. Give him the money and go. Until everyone of Madinatul Munawwara had come and greeted Sultan and had taken the money, gift, and had went away. And the Sultan says, Is there someone in Medina that you lot have missed out, who hasn't come to me? <coughs> All the people of Medina says, No, no, every single one from Medina has greeted you. And the king said, Think, think, I'm sure there are a few that you might have missed out. And he says, no, all the Madani people have come and greeted you. He says, and someone says, no, except for two, except for Rajulaini, except for two. <coughs> they haven't come. But they are not uh, residents of Madinatul Munawwara. <coughs> they are people of Maghrib, of Morocco, of Morocco. <coughs> and they haven't come. And the reason for them not to come is that they themselves are wealthy people. They themselves distribute money to the poor people of Madinatul Munawwara. And they are constantly engaged in ibadat. And the people of Madinatul Munawwara are praising the two. And they are saying to the king, وَهُمَا salihani," And they are pious people, rich people. And they give a lot of sadaqah. sadruhu. <coughs> And he says, no, it's alright, don't disturb them, we know them. They are Musafirin, but they are great people. <coughs> the king said, no, Sultan Nuruddin, we can't trust no one. We can't trust no one, and you can't trust no one. <coughs> and he says, no, call them. <coughs> Obviously, Sultan Nuruddin was a great Mujahid. He was a Shaheed. And both of them came. And when both of them came for Ahuma, and when he saw the, the two, the face, he looked at Jamaluddin and he said, yes. He said, these are the two red-skinned people. They were fair in complexion. That Huzur alayhi salatu was salam pointed to and told me, Nuruddin saved me from these two that they have come to me with this bad intention. And Sultan Nuruddin said, min ayna antuma? Where are you from? Inshallah, bear with me today. Inshallah, we will finish it. Inshallah. antuma. Where are you from? And they were truthful and they said, Min Biladil Maghrib. We are from Maghrib. 
Where is Maghrib? Morocco. Have you been to Morocco? Umar Farouk? No, okay. Min Milad al Maghrib. The Jamaat, when they would go to Morocco, Amari Sufi Saab, Amir Saab, when he went to Morocco because he had a very big beard, right on the border, even holding a Portuguese passport, he was put into prison. An 80 year old man. Kya hoga? 80 year old Sufi Saab, Bichari, Suli Saab, Amari. Suli Saab unka naam, and he was the Amir of all Portugal. And he was a great Amir. Anything he would do, he would have shura and the ulama would sit with him. And they put him in prison in Morocco. So you haven't been there, have you? Chalo, thik hai, He says, we are from Morocco. Jitna hajjain. We have come with an intention to, to perform hajj. So we came early. And our intention is that we came early. And these people spoke fluent Arabic. They were masters of the Qur'an, they knew Sharia on the tip of their fingers. And he says, we have come with a sincere intention, look, we are Ashike Rasul. We love Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we are living close to the Hujra. And he says, you are living close to the Hujra? He says, yes. He says, okay, then I want to come and see your dwellings where you live. Sultan Jamaluddin and the, a strong team of people. All of them came where they were living and says, right, both of you stand outside and let us go inside. And as they entered the room, the first thing they saw, فَرَعَافِهِ مَالًا كَثِيرًا Plenty of fulus, plenty of money. Us waqt riyal nahi the, us waqt riyal nahi Plenty of money, plenty, whatever. And Sultan Nuruddin, now understood that they do, they give charity to the people of Medina to Munawara in order to win their hearts. Charity, bahat maldi. And a lot of empty sacks were there, bags were there. What walam yarafihi shaya? Nothing suspicious, nothing uh, different. Just a simple room. And as they entered his, uh, their house, the people of Medina to Munawara were also there and saying to the king that why are you casting doubts on these two? And again they started praising him. And how do they praise? For Asna Alihima Ahlul Medina bi khairin kasir and kalu innahuma innahuma sa iman dahar that they fast continuously. Every day they fast and what do they do? They give salatu was salam to Huzur alayhi salatu was salam after each namaz and we see that. And they visit Jannatul Baqi regularly, morning and night. And they visit Masjid Quba every Saturday. And anyone who comes and asks them for financial support, money, they give lump sum amount of money to them. And these are pious people. Why are you putting them into this difficulty? Sultan is saying no. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam has said something to me, and he didn't say that to him. After a bit, there was this covering a cloth that was covering one side of the wall and it was put there in such a way that like as if uh, it was something that will beautify the room and Sultan Nuruddin very casually thinking that it's difficult to to understand why Abu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has said this to me 
As he was walking his final check, he said to Jamaluddin, take, remove this cloth. And as they removed that cloth, Allahu Akbar Kabira, what did they find? A tunnel. A tunnel that they had dug up, that excavation program. And they would visit Jannatul Baqi every day with their Moroccan sack. And they would put the dust, mitti, everything in there. And when they go to Jannatul Baqi, put the mitti sand there. So they would go and in the afternoon when it is hot, you'll hardly find people in Jannatul Baqi at that time. But these two pious people with their traditional clothes and the bag they would carry. And they would go and empty the sack, the mud, the sand in Jannatul Baqi. And the digging started, the digging started. Sultan Nuruddin caught them. And said and sends two or three people to go in the tunnel and it is said when they entered the tunnel it seemed that they were so close to the Rosa of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam that it was the very last phase of entering into the hujra, the area, the qadr mubarak of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the very last day. And both of them were caught and Obviously, they were forced to give answers, interrogated. And Sultan said, tell me who you, who you really are. And they testified, they said, Nahnu Nasraniyun, we are Christians. Mm. Who are we? We are Christians. They said, we are Christians, but yet fluent in the Quran, fluent in the Arabic language. They knew the Masail of Hajj, they knew everything about Masjid and Abu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. No one would doubt them. SubhanAllah. That we are Christians and we have come with this intention at that time that to remove the auspicious body of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and to remove the body of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq and Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala and, and a lot of money was given to us to do this. And because we are trained, we have studied, we have studied Madinatul Munawwara, we have come here before, and we knew exactly how and what to do. Subhanallah. And the end result was both of them were beheaded close to the hujra of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam inside masjid nabwi sallallahu alayhi wasallam as a punishment to them Allahu Akbar and it is Sultan Nuruddin Shaheed at that time for the very first time there was this covering on on the top where Ab sallallahu alayhi wasallam's rawza is the covering there that we see today also and a covering inside but then Sultan Nuruddin Zangi was the first one to dig boundaries deep under the ground as a border surrounding the hujra of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and he put strong metal sheets deep right down deep into the ground so that in the future no one can penetrate the roza of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam from the top and also from under the ground and until today this is the khidmat of Sultan Nuruddin Zangi after this event that everything of the Raza Mubarak of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is completely sealed off. 
It is even said that after that, Sultan Nuruddin Zangi got very, very angry and he increased his jihad with the Christians at that time and he issued a fatwa that no Christian must be given a post in the Islamic Empire. Now this was at that time uh, when we had one Khilafat, when we had a Khalifa, when Subhanallah, the Islamic Sharia law was being practiced and everything was there according to the Sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This is uh, the story of Sultan Nuruddin Shaheed and the khidmat he has done. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala give us all the tawfiq that we show honor and respect to Huzur Alayhi Salatu Wasalam in every way. In every way. Even when you are listening to the hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, we have to show respect. When the name of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is taken, we have to say Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Practice the sunnah and this is the respect of Huzur alayhi salatu wassalam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq that we practice what we have said. Wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Guru Shaitan. Allahumma salli ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa maulana muhammadin nabiyya lumi wa ala alihi wa salim taslima. La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inna kunna minal zalimin. Allahumma innaka afuun kareemun tuhibul asa fa'afuunna. Allahumma inna rasaluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyyuka abduka muhammadun sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa na'udhu bika min shari ma sa'adaka minhu nabiyyuka abduka muhammadun sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa anta al-musa'an wa alayka al-balag wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billah. سمعنا وطعنا غفرانك ربنا وإليك المسير برحمتك يا رحم الرحيم